happened. And now I'm beginning to feel that all that never really happened. Did it happen, Tommy? Is it true that you were once crashed on the head and kidnapped by German agents? Is it true that we once tracked down a dangerous criminal and got him? Is it true that we rescued a girl and got hold of important secret papers and were practically thanked by a grateful country? Us. You and me. Despised, unwanted Mr. and Mrs. Beresford. Oh, now dry up, darling. All this does no good. All the same, said Tuppence, blinking back a tear. I'm disappointed in our Mr. Carter. Oh, he wrote us a very nice letter. Well, he didn't do anything. He didn't even hold out any hope. Well, he's out of it all nowadays, like us. He's quite old. Lives in Scotland and fishes. Tuppence said wistfully, They might have let us do something in the intelligence. Perhaps we couldn't, said Tommy. Perhaps nowadays we wouldn't have the nerve. I wonder, said Tuppence. One feels just the same. But perhaps, as you say, when it came to the point... She sighed and said, I wish we could find a job of some kind. It's so rotten when one has so much time to think. Her eyes rested just for a minute on the photograph of the very young man in the Air Force uniform with the wide, grinning smile, so like Tommy's. Tommy said, It's worse for a man. Women can knit, after all, and do up parcels and help at canteens. Tuppence said, I can do all that twenty years from now. I'm not old enough to be content with that. I'm neither one thing nor the other. The front doorbell rang. Tuppence got up. The flat was a small service one. She opened the door to find a broad-shouldered man with a big fair moustache and a cheerful red face standing on the mat. His glance, a quick one, took her in as he asked in a pleasant voice, Are you Mrs. Beresford? Yes. My name's Grant. I'm a friend of Lord Easthampton's. He suggested I should look you and your husband up. Oh, how nice. Oh, do come in. She preceded him into the sitting room. Uh, my husband, uh, Captain Mr. Uh, Mr. Grant, he's a friend of Mr. Car— of Lord Easthampton's. The old nom de guerre of the former chief of the intelligence, Mr. Carter, always came more easily to her lips than her old friend's proper title. For a few minutes the three talked happily together. Grant was an attractive person with an easy manner. Presently Tuppence left the room. She returned a few minutes later with the sherry and some glasses. After a few minutes, when a pause came, Mr. Grant said to Tommy, I hear you're looking for a job, Beresford. An eager light came into Tommy's eye. Yes, indeed. Uh, you don't mean... Grant laughed and shook his head. Oh, nothing of that kind. No, I'm afraid that has to be left to the young, active men. Or to those who've been at it for years. The only things I can suggest are rather stodgy, I'm afraid. Office work. Filing papers, tying them up in red tape and pigeonholing them, that sort of thing. Tommy's face fell. Oh, I see, Grant said encouragingly. Oh, well, it's better than nothing. Anyway, come and see me at my office one day. Ministry of Requirements, room 22. We'll fix you up with something. The telephone rang. Tuppence picked up the receiver. Hello? Yes? What? A squeaky voice spoke agitatedly from the other end. Tuppence's face changed. When? 
Oh, my dear. Of course, I'll come over right away. She put back the receiver. She said to Tommy, That was Maureen. I thought so. I recognized her voice from here. Tuppence explained breathlessly, I'm so sorry, Mr. Grant, but I must go round to this friend of mine. She's fallen and twisted her ankle, and there's no one with her but her little girl. So I must go round and fix things up for her, and get hold of someone to come in and look after her. Do forgive me. Of course, Mrs. Beresford, I quite understand. Tuppence smiled at him, picked up a coat which had been lying over the sofa, slipped her arms into it, and hurried out. The flat door banged. Tommy poured out another glass of sherry for his guest. I don't go yet, he said. Thank you. The other accepted the glass. He sipped it for a moment in silence. Then he said, In a way, you know, your wife's being called away is a fortunate occurrence. It will save time.